You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time. Time for silver and black today. To the ground game. Touchdown, Las Vegas! We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field and bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get, get it, it on. Here's your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. Welcome back, Raider Nation. It's hump day. Holiday week for many of you. If you have some time off, good for you. Enjoy it. Spend it with the ones you love. Spend it with your family. Don't spend too much time getting all angry about the state of the Raiders because it'll get better. I promise. I, I really believe that. A lot of changes coming up for this roster as we talked about yesterday on Tuesday's show. But we're here to hear from you. Mo Moten is my co-host. He is a national writer over at Bleach Report. Also, the Raiders columnist at SportsNot.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Mo Moten, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. You follow me at LV Gully as well as the show SNB Today on Twitter. Make sure you do us a favor. If you don't already subscribe to the show, please do that. Turn on the auto-download. Keep us at the top of the rankings. We are still number three of all NFL podcasts on the Odyssey Network, which is huge. And Mo and I would love to think that's all because of us, but in reality, it's all because of you. So thank you guys for listening to the show, and we appreciate you doing that. And... Mo, we're back to mailbag. It's been a bit, you know, we we had to we had to seed the mail to Santa and the postal service. They had a lot of stuff coming in. But now we're back. You were sick, I was sick. We kind of skipped around in the mailbag. But I love hearing from people, even sometimes when I think they're being crazy. Yeah, I always want to hear what the fans have to say and what they're thinking, because a lot of times They'll bring up a point or a thought that maybe I didn't think of it that way, and I have to rethink my position or at least bake that into to my opinion. So shout out to the for the, for the to the fans out there. And this is the second show in a row, and Mo doesn't give any love for the festive lights above our heads. Did you notice this? Did you notice this? Scott Scott loves the uh, the presentation of things, and I will say Scott does a great job at. at <laughs> Adding it, the bells and whistles to this show. It matters. I almost, where the mailboxes, people could see that if you're watching us on YouTube, if you're watching us on YouTube, by the way, subscribe, hit the notifications bell. The mailbox is even festive. I uh, thought about putting a slice of rainbow cake there. 
but I didn't want to make you hungry because I didn't know if you had any left yet. If grandma may, left you some, and if for those of you who listen to the show, we talk about food all the time. We talk about holiday foods and Mo's family's rainbow chocolate cake is to die for. And so I thought about putting that there, but I didn't want to get the wrong picture and not do it justice. I still have half the cake left Woo. on my end, so I have a lot to go. I'll probably have some until tomorrow night because after the show is over, believe it or not, I'm going to have some more cake. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I love. Oh, by the way, we talked about, um, and, and we were talking about before we went on the air too, Mo, about a Christmas card we sent you that was, was peanuts. And Mo and I both have affinity for peanuts, Charlie Brown, Snoopy. Yeah. And I have to just brag, my, my daughter got me this Snoopy watch. I'm trying to hold it up to the camera. It's a Snoopy baseball watch. It awesome. is killer, man. So, like, I, I told my kids this year not to buy me anything. I wanted a letter from each one of them telling me of one of the best times they've ever had with me, like, out somewhere. Like, we, we did something. So that's what I wanted as a gift. But my daughter, now that she's out uh, of the house and making a living professionally and all that kind of stuff, she saw the watch and had to buy it for me. I was like, this is awesome. You know me well enough that you got me. So now I got a Snoopy watch, dude. I'm very happy. I feel like I'm 10 years old again. You, <laughs> you got to have something to pick you up after another bad Raiders loss. So we all <laughs> needed something. So I hope the fans out there got something great for Christmas or had a yeah. moment with their family that picked their spirits up after a bad loss. I'm sure there were lots of Raider jerseys under the tree. Right. There, there had to be. I know that's always a popular gift, along with some other uh, paraphernalia, helmets, things like that. If you got a number four jersey, yeah, you might want to be careful with that one. We don't know what's going to happen. Might be a collector's item soon. Might not be. Might not be. You never know. I'm sure we'll have some questions about that. But anyway. Can, can, sorry, yeah, Scott, but can go, you imagine go. that? You get a Derek Carr jersey, and then he gets traded two months later. I'm not <laughs> saying he's going to get traded, but can you imagine, like, you go into the tree, and you unwrap, and you're like, you know, your parents who don't know football that well get you a Derek Carr jersey and they think, yeah, that's the quarterback. You know, he's going to be around in your, in your head. You just watched the Raiders lose and Derek Carr didn't play well and the rumors are flying. You're like, oh, I may have uh -oh. to sell this jersey before he gets straight. I honestly, I've said this on this show before, Mo. I have never seen, and I mean this, of any, I don't care any sport. I have never seen a fan base who owns more of their team's jerseys than Raider Nation. Because you have all the classics, right? So mm -hmm. whether it's a Stabler jersey or it's a Jim Otto double O jersey, whatever it is, like people have their favorite players. And I see people in Raider Nation post pictures all the time. It's like, here's my jersey collection. And there's like 40 of them, which mm -hmm. is like incredible. So they, so it's collectible for them. But yeah, I, that's why for me, I don't own as many jerseys as I did when I was younger, clearly. But, but from what I do now is I just buy them either blank or if I'm going to get one, I get one with a classic player that I know even if their career's over or they're traded, it's always going to be. Like I have a Golden Knights jersey with Marc-Andre Fleury's number on it from that first season. I still wear that one because he's forever going to be a classic and you could deal with that. Uh, but, but yeah, it's hard with players now with the way people move around. Man, you invest in that jersey and suddenly, boom, they're gone. I'd say the safest jersey to get would probably be a Devontae Adams jersey because I, I just don't whatever whatever happens. I know there are Raider fans out there who think he's going to leave if Derek Carr is gone. <laughs> I highly, I'm ninety percent. I have no intel on this. It's not its source. Yeah, but I'm about ninety percent sure that that that's just not going to happen. So I think Correct. if you're going to get a Raiders jersey, a current player, I think Devontae Adams is the way to go. Yes, and I'd say a close second, probably Max, Max Crosby. Crosby. 
because he he just signed the deal. I don't think he's going anywhere. He he seems to be the kind of guy like I can't imagine him playing anywhere but with the Raiders. Like yeah. he is a Raider. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we'll see. But it's hard for fans. So they buy them and they they deal with the consequences, I guess. Anyway, we're gonna get it, on to the it, questions. It, Go. It, what about I mean AJ Cole if you're into special teams? Now, Mo, let's have this conversation. AJ Cole's amazing. Daniel Carson, amazing. They're kickers. They're hey, kickers. kickers need love too. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I, a Ray Guy jersey, I'll allow. Maybe even a Janikowski jersey, I would allow. But outside of that, I just, like, I'm here in Cincinnati, as you most most of you guys know. And besides being cold as heck, uh, it, 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 I, I, it blew my mind because I took my sons to a preseason Bengals game. And I was shocked. I think I tweeted you and Evan. I was shocked at the number of Evan McPherson jerseys. Like, the kicker. I'm like, what is wrong with Cincinnati? They're wearing kicker jerseys. Like, a lot of them. I couldn't understand. Now, he was big last year in that rookie season, his getting them to the Super Bowl, helping get them to the Super Bowl. But I just don't I just don't believe in buying kickers. Unless, again, very few kickers I can name off the top of my head in the history of the NFL that I would own a jersey, no matter what team it is. Scott hates I, kickers and punters. You heard it here first. I don't hate them. I just I buy a jersey. Like, unless you have some connection. To, okay, like, I'll, I'll use another AFC reference. As much as Raider fans hate the Chiefs, Jan Stenerud. Okay, that's a guy, like, forever, forever a Hall of Famer type and, and just a guy. Or, like I said, Janikowski, just because he was a character, number one. But but Ray Guy, to me, is the one kicker that is worthy of buying their jersey. Just saying. That's I'll leave it at that before somebody hates on me. Okay. We're going to get into your questions now. And here's the deal. Make sure you send your questions to mail at silver and black today. All spelled out silver and black today. Mail at silver and black today. Send it in and we will get to it next week. So now we're on Wednesday. We only have a couple more uh, mailbag shows. And we'll probably do some mailbag during the offseason, I would imagine, as well. But anyway, get your mailbag questions in and we'll get them on the air as well. Okay, let's jump right in to this one, Mo, and it's a pretty long one, so I'm going to read through it real quickly. And it says, uh, hey, Scott Mo, I'm glad, 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 in all caps, you finally see how bad McDaniels is. And this is going, I think, off a show I did a couple weeks ago. Um, I agree with you 100% about Carr having a bad season, but I don't think it's fair to judge him based on this year's performance when he has such bad coaching. Get to that in a second. You brought up the point about him calling audibles, but who's to say he is not? How do we know it wasn't him who changed the play on some of these TDs we've scored? Point is, we don't know. But what we do know is that McDaniels is a terrible coach. Carr is coming off a career year in 2021. Mark Davis now gives him one of the worst coaches in NFL history. And we're talking about getting rid of him? Really? If McDaniels was a proven coach and I see Carr playing this bad, I would not be defending him. Carr is not great, but to say he should be cut is just not fair. Love the show. That's Vic Romero in Los Angeles, California. Okay. So, Mo, let's let's break this one. It was a longer one. Let's break it apart. First of all, 
him saying, and I did, I, I said not only on this show, but on a couple shows I did throughout the country, including the Patriots podcast last week, I, I accused McDaniels of some coaching malpractice, which I still believe is true. But he says that he's one of the worst coaches in NFL history. Do we have, based on what he did in Denver or didn't do in Denver and this year, I don't know that you could make that assumption. I get the emotion from a fan like Vic, who's a, a loyal Raider Nation for life, but can we get to that point where we can say he's done an awful job this year, Mo? We get to the point where I can say from a managing the game perspective, from a game managing perspective, he's done an awful job. Mm -hmm. There's no other way to slice it when you lose four 13-plus point leads. Right. But as a play caller, I would say you have to give it another year before you slap the he's the worst of all time <laughs> label on him. I just I just think I know he's been a head coach before with Denver, but that was more than a decade ago. Yeah. Uh, you got to me after two years, you can definitively say unless unless it's irrefutable, like Denver Broncos firing Nathaniel Hackett. Now, mm -hmm. how can you say Josh McDaniels is worse than Nathaniel Hackett? If you're going worst coach of head coach of all time, I think Nathaniel Hackett is higher on the list than Josh McDaniels. At least, at least the Raiders for a point had a top 10 scoring offense. Nathaniel Hackett, the, the Raiders, I mean, the, the Broncos couldn't score points and they fired him before the season even ended. So that tells you how much worse Nathaniel Hackett was than Josh McDaniels. But I know that's probably comparing crap to crap, but <laughs> let's give Josh McDaniels another year before we say worst of all time. Another thing I want to say, maybe you said this and I didn't, but I did. I never said that the Raiders should cut Derek Carr. I've always said mm -hmm. that you entertain trade proposals. Trade. If a team is willing right. to give you a first round pick and another high pick, you maybe you make the deal. But I've always said that they're not going to outright cut him. If he wants to walk away, they'll put him on the re reserve retire list and recoup some of that money. But if he wants to go somewhere else and try to win, you trade him for draft picks because he has value. I just want to get that straight. There you go. The record is set straight by Mr. Maurice Moten. Um, and so let me touch on this too, Vic, because you also say here, you, you kind of give Derek Carr an out based on the coaching. Now, I would agree with portion of that. I would say, yes, game management, play calling at times, has it been bad? Absolutely. But let's go back to what we talked about on yesterday's show. Career high 19 turnovers. How does that have to do with play calling or the coach? 14 interceptions, the most in his career for one and the, the highest in the league. Okay. He's also 26th in quarterback rating. So how does leading the league in interceptions have anything to do with Josh McDaniels? Number one, third lowest passing yards in his career. Even if you want to argue, well, that's because they're not throwing the ball enough. I go back to the stat I brought up, which is he's at about 500 plus attempts this year which is on par exactly with 2017, 19, and 2020. So it's not that low. I don't think you can blame it on, blame it on that as well. So you look at those stats, Mo, and I don't think there's any excusing because of Josh McDaniel's failures, Derek Carr's continued kind of fall into the abyss as the season has moved on. With all due respect, Vic, we do, we do appreciate you. Your your mailback question, but yep. last time I checked, Derek Carr was a human being. 
He's not a he's not a remote controlled robot. So you he's cannot, not a lizard. You, you cannot you cannot blame all of Derek Carr's gas on the head coach. Josh right. McDaniels isn't out there throwing the football. Right. You know, so he's not out there. I know Derek Carr gets to the problem and says he do he does what Josh McDaniels wants. But at the end of the day, as a quarterback in his league, you have the freedom to also make decisions. So you cannot blame all of Derek Carr's mistakes on a guy who's on the sideline calling the plays. Now, again, Josh McDaniels does call the plays, but Derek Carr is the one throwing the football. And as I've said in the previous shows, we both pointed out, Derek Carr has some bad overthrows in that Steelers game. He's had some overthrows throughout the season. That's not on Josh McDaniels. That's on Derek Carr. No, and that 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 throw to Renfro at the end of the game. I mean, he just overthrew him. I mean, there's you can't you cannot you cannot tell me any different. It, it was a bad <laughs> throw. He was floating the ball the entire game. So so yeah. So but but Vic, I understand what you're saying about the coaching. There's a lot to be desired. I think Mo captured it the best by talking about his game management, which is why I would assume maybe I'll be wrong like I always am, uh, is that I, I assume that they will add to the coaching staff next year someone to help him manage the game like they did with Nathaniel Hackett. Obviously, didn't help him. But I think it could help to have somebody senior level in there to help be a game manager and help keep Josh McDaniels on focus so he can worry about the offense and have somebody there in his ear to tell him what to do. But Vic in Los Angeles, thank you so much Thanks. for your first question. Great question, and I understand your frustrations and the emotion. Yep. All right, we're going to take a quick break here on the Wednesday Raider Nation Mailbag, Raider Nation Mailbag Show. When we come back, we're going to get to some more of your questions, including around the immaculate deception, reception, however you want to call it, which, of course, was celebrated the same night the Raiders lost to the Steelers in Pittsburgh by the score of 13 to 10. We'll talk about that as well as more of your car questions and others coming here on Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Mo and Scott coming right back. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 